It's another episode of Delisted the Podcast. I'm Michael Kay. And I'm Allison. So I need to start this episode with a correction and a major apology. Oh my goodness. Okay. Do you know what this is about, Allison? No, I don't. Okay. So on our last episode, you talked about Primo Pizza, pizza squeeze. squeeze. Yes. And you asked me if they sold Primo in the US. I yes. said they do. I was wrong. As far as I know, they don't. So I lied. Oh, I re- thought you were talking about Presto. So Presto is like Amazon's private label and they make like paper towels and stuff. Oh, okay. I don't see. I don't know about that. Yeah, that's I don't I know thought. her. Well, yeah. And I thought, uh, yeah, I guess they make pizza sauce now or whatever. So, oh, or you know, were you confusing it with Prego? No, not Prego. I know, okay. like, you know, I'm Prego. not that stupid. <laughs> But yeah, I thought you meant presto. So I apologize to the two pe- Americans who listen to this show and ran out to buy some Primo pizza squeeze to use as lube because we said to use it as lube Yeah, and couldn't find it. So now they can make their own with like tomato paste and bits of pepperoni. Oh, the that's, bi- and the that's bits of nothing pepperoni like will- pizza squeeze. Well, close enough. And the pepperoni will like exfoliate your nethers. Yeah, and the nitrates will make your... I don't know. So sodium makes stuff bigger, right? Sure. Makes you bloat. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you get bloated sure. from sodium. Doctor Allison. Yes, it, it does. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I apologize. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, we can get into real news. Yeah, this is this is news that is more important than pizza squeeze. Oh, I can't believe I said that it's out really loud because that's it's, not. I true. don't know if it is. Yeah. No. So. Victoria's Secret, Michael. It's been a big week for Victoria's Secret, and it's also been kind of. A bad week for Victoria's Secret. And I'm not talking about those cheap bras. No offense to Victoria's Secret, but actually lots of offense to Victoria's Secret this week. So point is, this week we saw um, all the pictures online from the Victoria's Secret fashion show, the one they do every year, which is, you know, an hour long. It's more boring and boring. Yeah. Victoria's Secret is that she's trying to put Ambien out of business because that shit is boring. Oh, yeah. It's like It's like once you've seen one skinny model in bra and panties with like an entire bird sanctuary on her shoulders. You've seen them all. Yeah. And it's not even that good of a commercial. Like I like my commercials to have a little pizzazz, sometimes maybe to have a puppy. And this fashion show has neither. So, um, well, it has like dead puppies worn by Kendall Jenner, worn by a dead inside human. Yeah. That's appealing to someone, but not particularly me or you, let's say. So, um, Victoria's Secret Chief of Mark, sorry, Chief Marketing Officer. I'm not good with business titles. Ed Razak. I think I'm pronouncing his name wrong. Yeah, but that's whatever. what I would say. So Ed Razak, he did an interview with Vogue to promote the fashion show. And he probably should have just held up pictures of models and panties instead of actually answering the questions because Ed came out sounding like a huge asshole. Um, so when they were talking about inclusion and diversity in the show, which... Obviously, there is like less. Well, there's than a one. lot of different kinds of skinny models. Yeah, so they have brown-haired ones, and yeah, they, have, they might have had a pink-haired one. Maybe, that was where, yeah. I believe they have one Asian model. So I think they have two. So they're yeah, they're really they're, bringing they're, the diversity. They're basically United Colors of Benetton at this point now. So Ed was asked about diversity and inclusion, and he said, "Should." Um, like they were posing a question. He said, shouldn't you have transsexuals in the show? No, I don't think we should. 
because the show is a fantasy. It's a 42-minute entertainment special. If you're asking if we considered putting a transgender model in the show or looked at putting a plus-size model in the show, we have. We market to who we sell to, and we don't market to the whole world. We attempted to do a television special for plus-size in the year 2000. No one had any interest in it and still don't. So the the fashion show he's talking about was with their sister company, Lane Bryant, which is yeah. a plus size company. Um, so he had, he also said that if they had included a variety of models, like Rihanna did with her recent uh, Savage by Fenty show. Yeah, she had was, like a pregnant model. She, yeah, she had everyone. It was like different plus size models. Yeah. yeah, different types of plus size models, like every single type of like um, background of model. Like it was very cool. Anyway, he said if they had done that, they would have been accused of pandering. So, like, would they have been accused of pandering? No, no. But Ed thinks that they would have. So, of course, people were super pissed because that's Ed's comments were awful. Um, plus-size model Tess Holiday told Victoria's Secret to kiss her fat ass. Uh, trans model Carmen Carrera of Drag Race Season 3, of course, um, expressed how bummed out she was about it. So, they, Victoria's Secret got such awful press because of Ed's interview. So, Ed released an apology statement that I think maybe 0.1% of people bought as real and sincere. No, zero, zero, well, the 0.1 is Ed. Yeah. No, not even, I don't even think he bought it. So 0%. Yeah. Um, and so he said, um, that they've had, they've had trans models come to casting before and they would absolutely cast a trans model in the show, but you know, they just didn't make it through the casting process because I mean, let's face it. Once you get through all the like Jenners and Hadids, there really isn't much room left for anyone else. No, not at all. But like, what the fuck is he talking about? with fantasy because okay yeah people are jacking off to dehydrated celery stick kendall jenner yeah but they're also jacking off to trans women they're jacking off to plus size women just a quick glance at Pornhub's categories will tell you that. So I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Oh, well, yeah. To play off your point, too, Victoria's Secret is dumb for not diversifying because their target audience of that fashion show is basically just nervous Midwestern preteen boys who are terrified to look at internet porn. So at least give little Jackson and Braden some variety. Like, let them know that there's other types of women out there. Well, and also, like, in that article, he, Ed makes Victoria's Secret sound like it's some, like, exclusive yeah. luxury brand that yeah. isn't supposed to appeal to the masses. And it's like, bitch, you're in every mall next to, like, hot dog on a stick. Okay, oh, you're not fancy. And Don't that's, add, like, and only 13-year-olds yeah. are buying that shit, and they're only buying, like, sweats from Pink. Like, I think Pink is keeping Victoria's Secret afloat. Oh, and that's even like, you're talking about the fancy Victoria's Secret stores. When I think of Victoria's Secret, I think of an outlet mall. I think of the panties that are like five for $10 that have like misplaced stitching on them. That's what I think of when I think of Victoria's Secret. Well, but my question is it. So I like, I went to my cousin's birthday party and she got a gift card to Victoria's Secret. Okay. And she said she doesn't have the tits of a nine-year-old, so she guesses she'll use the card to buy lotions or whatever. And okay. yes, I think she said tits of a nine-year-old. She might have said nine-year-old boy. So do they all, like, are their bras only for small titties? So as somebody, I can speak on this, as somebody who has larger titties, um, yeah, no, they don't fit anyone. Like, I've had, I <laughs> recent, not recently, but like sort of recently, I went in there and I tried to find a sports bra because I thought, 
well, first of all, why was I buying a sports bra? I'm not doing any kind of physical activity. So right away, I'm the idiot for trying to buy one. But I went in and I thought, okay, well, they'll have like, they'll have like a good sports bra. And it was felt like it was um like a pressurized bandage, like, or it felt like when you get your blood pressure taken, that's what it felt like. And I was like, oh, this is not meant for me so you're if you're into suffocation if suffocation is your fetish get go to victoria's secret and buy oh yeah a sports if, bra yeah if you want to feel like a mummy that got wrapped by somebody on their first day on the job who like still isn't very good then yeah victoria's secret is for you but yeah, so absolutely. like their sales keep declining right yeah and this interview isn't going to help so ed is probably going to get fired yeah. but he shouldn't worry because he'll get a job in the white house as the new director of female outreach so it'll all work out for Ed. Exactly. There's a rainbow at the end of this bridge for you, Ed. <laughs> um, so speaking- Oh, but he hates ra- As long as the rainbow ain't trans, he's fine with it. Or uh, yeah. fat. Or fat. He'll yeah. be fine with it. Ed loves a beige rainbow. <laughs> so speaking of... Uh, I don't have a segue for this at all. I'm like, well, it's vegan rainbow. wank. Vegan wank alert. Yeah, exactly. So um, Alicia Silverstone... Everybody just like stopped right there and was like, okay, yeah, I'm, I know where this is going. Um, so we all know that Alicia Silverstone, Alicia, by the way. I know you, when last time we did a story about Alicia Silverstone, I called her Alicia. And, no, I called her Alicia and you oh. go, it's Alicia. Like, like she was your sister. My best friend. Like she oh was your gosh. best friend. You were so offended. So no, I'm doing it. Yeah. The tables have turned. I should have written her name out hypothetically for myself because clearly I can't keep track of what her actual name hypothetically. is. Hypothetically? No. I... <laughs> oh my God. Let's move on. Yes. This is, yeah. So I am not smart. So Alicia Silverstone, we know that she is a hippie earth mama crystal fiend to like the highest level. And when it comes to raising her seven-year-old son, Bear Blue, a name that I still can't get over, um, she's kind of, she's really extra with the hippie-ish stuff. So n- who of us could forget the video of Alicia feeding her son like a bird that's yeah. probably burned into and all of our memories? That's from like six years ago. Yeah. And exactly. How, he's seven? He's seven. Yeah. So he was one. Yeah. So there's a there's been a lot that has happened since then. Most recently, Alicia told Page Six that her son has never had the delicious taste of children's grape Tylenol or anything of that sort in his Yeah, mouth. he's never had medicine. No, he's never had medicine before because his Alicia believes that his vegan diet has given him like superhuman childhood immunity. So she says he's never had to take medicine in his life. He can get sniffles and a runny nose, but he's not down. He still goes to school. Two times in his life, he's been like, mommy, I don't feel good. And it was only for a few hours and he was back running around again. So she fully believes that, like, the reason her kid has never been at home sick with, you know, the face cloth on his forehead is because he eats a vegan diet. So my sister is vegan. Okay. My mom is, like, half vegan. She's, like, I mean, she's a half vegan um, until they put bread or cheese on the table. Right. (laughs) But anyway, so she, so my sister's a vegan, and, like, out of 365 days a year, she's probably sick for 364 of those. Oh, no. <laughs> like, she's always sick. But then again, my sister's a teacher. So that's she's what always is. around, like, germs. Yeah. And that's like, yeah, that's why, like, Alicia <laughs> is lying because unless her kid is homeschooled, he has to get sick. Kids are, like, germ factories. Like, there's that movie on Netflix, you know, the, the kindergarten teacher with Maggie Gyllenhaal? Yes. So they're always, like, promoting it or whatever. So when I go on Netflix and I see it, 
I suddenly get pneumonia just thinking about kindergarten. Like you walk by a school and suddenly you have a phlegmy cough. It's just like, that's probably why my sister's always sick. But that's why Alicia's probably lying. He gets sick. Well, and also your sister's probably sick because there's parents like Alicia that are still sending her kid to school with the sniffles. Like Alicia says it's sniffles. Like he's sick. He's He's got like the green 11s running down his nostrils. Like, and yeah, Alisa doesn't vaccinate her kid, so no. she probably doesn't give him medicine when he is sick. She gives him like bark to chew on. She's yeah. like, you know, you have pneumonia, chew on this. She lights a like a bushel of sage and waves it around his head, and she's exactly. like, "Okay, you're gonna be good." But here's the thing, too: we're forgetting the Alicia. Alicia, Alicia, Alicia Silverstone. You know what? We're going to call it Alicia, Alicia, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Lisi, Lisi Goranson is a fam- mm-hmm. famous person. So she probably sends her kid to some rich, fancy, famous person private school. And all you know all those kids have nannies whose sole job it is to apply hand sanitizer for them. So already it's not like the prime environment for getting sick. If Alicia put her kid in a dirty Chuck E. Cheese on a Saturday in the middle of flu season... Then we'll talk and see how good his immunity is. Because there's no way he's coming out of that ball pit without, like, three different types of the flu. Without, yeah, the plague. Yeah. Yeah, and I was going to say, I was going to go back to that bird feeding video. It's like, maybe Alicia herself is a superhuman and her saliva's, you know, got like a healing elixir. And so since he's eating her saliva, he never gets sick. So if you ever feel like a cold coming on, run to Alicia Ask her to chew on some granola and then felch it out of her mouth <laughs> so you can feel better. <laughs> felch it. <laughs> I don't yeah, felch. Oh that was wrong. That was wrong. Okay, so let's yeah, so let's right. get a palate cleanser. I don't yes. know if this is really a palate cleanser, but let's call it. It is one. it so, is for felching, yes. Michael C. Hall, he was Dexter, he was David on Six Feet Under. So he did an interview with the Daily Beast and said that he's not exclusively into pone and not exclusively into peen. He's sexually fluid. So Mm -hmm. um, they asked uh, if he's ever fucked a guy. And he said, I think there's a spectrum. I am on it. I'm heterosexual. But if there was a percentage, I would say I was not all the way heterosexual. I think playing the MC in Cabaret, you know, the musical, required me to fling a bunch of doors wide open because that character I imagined as pansexual. Yeah, like I made out with Michael Stuhlbarg every night doing that show. I think I've always leaned into any fluidity in terms of my sexuality. So he's said he's never had gay sex. Right. But that because his dad abandoned him as a kid, he's craved like emotional, an emotional relationship with a man. He's also said that he's never been attracted to a dude except for John Cameron Mitchell in Hedvig, and that as a rule, he's heterosexual. So he's 47 years old, and he's married to his third wife. Yeah. So he- We should ask Ed from Victoria's Secret for his thoughts on this. It would, like, his head would explode. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, he'd be like, I don't, I can't speak on that because I'm a hundred percent hetero male. But Allison, so like you yes. and I, we always fall for clickbait. Yeah, right. We so do. when I saw the headline, Michael C. Hall is sexually fluid. Like I grabbed the lotion and yeah. I hopped into that post. I was ready to make some of my own sexual fluids. I'm yeah. sorry for that. But then, but yeah. then it's like, but then I, he's basically he's saying he's basically straight but that he makes out with guys and plays in TV shows. So he basically came out as an actor. Yeah, he came out as an actor who like 
doesn't have it in his on his resume that says like will not make out with a dude no he, he's his resume doesn't say like no gay stuff yeah he's a straight guy who's not grossed out by yeah kissing another man for a check but do you think that he do you think he's sort of telling the truth though like do you think it's like if if he wasn't married and the right guy came along like i think that okay so when i think of michael c hall i think of dexter and oh, I think of Six Feet Under, which she was gay in that, so. Yeah. So, I, well, I mean, I also kind of think of Six Feet Under, but for, for me, he's totally Dexter. And I just think, how could you work with John Lithgow for however many seasons they worked together and not have a crush on him? John Lithgow? I'm, yeah, I think I'm revealing more about myself than I should Yeah, be. I think you're... <laughs> Hypothetically. <laughs> yeah, hypoth- <laughs> hypothetically, though, who wouldn't have a crush on John Lithgow? <laughs> But like, I, okay, I don't know. Okay, sexual fluidity is when your sexual preference changes, like, throughout your lifetime, right? It's different than bisexuality, because bisexuality is a sexual orientation. So I don't know if he's, if that's sexually fluid, since he says he's straight, has never sucked dick, and really isn't attracted to men. Like, I don't know if that's sexual fluidity, but... You do you, Michael. Well, not like that, because yeah. he doesn't do guys, but you do you. This is the part where we cover five stories on the quick, but today we're covering seven, because we're crazy like that. So starting with Duchess Megan. So The Sun came out with a scandalous story about how the Queen had to step in and tell Prince Harry to check Megan's ass after <laughs> Megan got mad over not getting to wear her first pick of a tiara on her wedding day. So Megan apparently wanted to wear a tiara with emeralds, but staffers couldn't figure out where it came from, so she couldn't wear it. She wore a diamond one chosen by the queen instead. The Sun's sources also say that palace staffers think Megan is difficult. Now, the Daily Mail also came out saying that Megan's personal assistant quit uh, six months after the wedding and probably because she couldn't handle the pressures of the job. Yeah. Michael, I like to picture the queen literally using those words by like telling Prince Harry, like, check your you better bitch. check her ass. <laughs> check your hoe's ass or yeah, I will bitch. Yeah. She's like, honey, you can get married in the backyard under a white rent-a-tent for all I care. <laughs> That's exactly what she said. Yeah. Do you word think, for word. Do you think that Megan is difficult or do you think that this is all just, you know, slow news day? Well, I need to sue The Sun and The Daily Mail for yeah. publishing my fan fiction pieces because this is basically my my fantasy. Like, Megan is a difficult diva and then, you know, her assistant quits because yeah. she's so difficult. And so she's he tearing hires, the family apart. Yeah, she hires... A skinny fat blogger from America as her assistant, and that skinny fat blogger steals her man right out from under her. Oh, so, that's that's a Hallmark holiday movie that's just waiting to wait, be written. It needs to come to life. Yeah. So that's my yeah. So Ice T. So Ice T claimed on Twitter that he's never had a bagel or coffee in his mm-hmm. entire life, despite the fact that he's played a New York City cop on Law and Order for like a million years. Law and Order SVU. Vulture did bring up evidence that Ice-T has touched a bagel by (laughs) posting a clip from Law and Order of him touching a cinnamon raisin bagel. A little cinnamon raisin. But his name is Ice-T, so this is very on brand. Well, yeah, I was going to say, should we even be surprised? His name makes it pretty clear where his beverage loyalty lies. 
That would be with so the do you iced believe him? teas. Uh, I believe him when he says that he's never had coffee because I know a couple people that have never had coffee. They're crazy, but, but they I just, know them. Why they haven't? Exist. Why haven't they never? I don't. I probably know someone. I just I immediately dumped them after finding that information out I know. because I cannot relate. But why did have they never had coffee? They just. I think they think it's going to be gross. But, oh, just maybe they don't like the smell and then it's... Yeah. yeah. Well, like there's certain things like, Michael, I'm sure there's probably things you've never eaten, right? No, I've eaten it all. Okay. Because <laughs> I recently, I just had a mango for the first time what? in my life, like last year. Yeah. I'd never had one before. What did you... I'm allergic, so they kind of make me heave anyways. But what did you yeah. think? It tasted dirty. So you're done with mangoes? I didn't like it. No, like, it was not for me. <laughs> but anyway, so you think he's... I think he's telling the truth. And also to a bagel, like, I don't know. I mean, bagels are great, but why why eat a bagel when you could just have toast, right? What? Oh, my God. (laughs) First, you don't like mangoes. Well, I don't like mangoes because I'm allergic to them. And then you don't like bagels. But all I know is that Ice-T should win every acting award imaginable for this, for accurately playing a cop without ever eating the food of a cop. And I think cops are mad at him now, which they should. (laughs) So during a show in Auckland... It was raining, and Taylor Swift said that she's been getting colds because they're always performing in the rain. She then blew her nose into a tissue, scrunched it up, and threw it at her security guard. She said sorry. Like, she kind of did it nicely. She said sorry a couple of times. But, Allison, we should have saved this story for a main one since it's riveting. Oh, I know. Well, I think this is going to be on, like, Inside Edition tonight as their lead story. 60 Inside Minutes. Inside Edition, gonna... 60 Minutes. They're going to do, do a whole special. They're usually on Sundays. They're doing a special Tuesday, you yeah. know, edition just for this story. Morley Safer is coming back from the dead to do this story. Is yes, he dead? It's that big. Um, sure. Sure. He's, yes. We'll, we'll figure that out later. Um, I, you know, okay, so us at home are totally grossed out by this story, I think, because... Who wants to catch someone's snotty Kleenex? Um, I do. If Taylor (laughs) threw me her pumpkin spice snot rag, I would love it because I could sell it on eBay. But then again, it's Taylor Swift. She like sue my internal organs out of me for doing that. And she would never throw it so that you could catch it because there's no way that Taylor Swift merchandise that she's giving it away for free at a concert. She'd throw it to you, but then she would also throw you like um, the little scanner on the top of a phone and be like, yeah, that was, she's like, that's $60. So there you go. She's a pro. So the Daily Beast says that according to Nielsen ratings, the third hour of today saw a ratings jump by 5% a week after Megyn Kelly was fired and replaced. It went from 2.5 million viewers to around 2.7 million viewers. The key demographic, which is women 18 to 49 and women to 25 to 54, mm-hmm. was also up. My gosh. Well, here's my here's my bad joke, Michael. Um, Wait, mean, let me get the gong. Yeah, get it ready. So meanwhile, uh, watching paint dry amongst women has dropped dramatically between the hours of 9 and 10 a.m. Well, that wasn't bad because it's true. <laughs> I mean, what's really shocking, what was really shocking to me is like more than two people, including myself, watched Megyn Kelly. I mean, it's crazy. Two million people. You know what? People like to torture themselves in different ways. Yeah, they like to scream at the TV. So after their Taco Bell weddings stunt, when they had weddings at Taco Bell, Taco Bell is now selling something called Party by Taco Bell. They call it a postmodern party concept. 
uh, it's basically it basically just allows you to like pre-book some tables for a party and then they'll like decorate your little area. The food is not included. Oh my gosh, that's the food should be included if you're gonna. Well, you can go and buy it. it. I know. Well, here's the thing though. I the thing that I read was that they have like the tables that they reserve for you are like VIP tables, right? Which, yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah. they reserve them. Yeah. Right. So does it come with a VIP bathroom? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It should come with porta potties in the parking lot because that party by Taco Bell is going to turn into a scat party <laughs> real fast. <laughs> Guaranteed that everyone will turn into a scat party. One hundred percent. So. Chris Pine's dick, here we go again. Yeah. Chris Pine shows his dick in Netflix's Outlaw King. So before the dick scene even came out, people were talking about it. We wrote at least 10,000 posts about this on the site, and we talked about it here a couple of times. Deservedly. Yes. So Chris Pine said that his dick matches Michael Fassbender's. So Outlaw King finally came out. We've seen the dick. So in the scene, Chris... Come, he's like naked in a lake, and the lake it's obviously cold, mm-hmm. ice, ice cold. Yeah. He comes out, and he there you see the dick. It's blurry, it's wet, and it's cold. And I can't believe we were losing our minds over that. Actually, I can believe I did because I lose my mind over any dick. But yeah, people were losing their minds over that. It was about a half a fast bender. Yeah, it's no fast. It's like if Fassbender's dick got pregnant and had a baby, it might be the size of Fassbender's newborn baby. Or it's like if Fassbender and Chris Pine got together and remade their dicks remade twins, Michael Fassbender would be playing Arnold Schwarzenegger Dan- yes. and Chris Pine's would be playing Danny DeVito. Yeah, but I'd still I'd still get on that Danny DeVito dick. I'd in still a watch it. Yeah. I'd still get on that. So Tyler the creator, who is a rapper for those oldies who don't know. The uninitiated. Uh, through a two-day music festival in L.A. over the weekend, and Jaden Smith was there. So Jaden told the audience that Tyler is my motherfucking boyfriend. I want to tell you, Tyler doesn't want to say, but Tyler's my motherfucking boyfriend, and he's been my motherfucking boyfriend my whole fucking life. Tyler, the creator, is my fucking boyfriend. Poetry. So there's video of it. And Tyler can be seen on the sidelines waving his finger like no. Like he's like no. Yeah. So. Um, do you think they're dating? No. The trolling. Jaden is tro- Well, because he said my whole motherfucking life. Like, no. Well, also- Jaden is like a 200-year-old wise alien. So yeah. that's impossible. Exactly. Tyler's only been around for what? How many years of that? So doesn't count. Plus, I just don't see the two of them together because Tyler has the Tyler's got like a mouth. Like Tyler's, mm, where are you going with this? I know. <laughs> well, I was gonna say Tyler's sassy, but that's not the right word to describe him. Well, he is. He's Tyler sassy, and he seems like the type of guy who would get kicked out of the, you know, Pinkett Smith home for calling L. Ron Hubbard a turd goblin or something. Allegedly, so, allegedly, 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 the Jaden or the. Uh, Pinkett Smith would be upset if you insulted L. Ron Hubbard. But like, and I'm kind of on the same page with you, but to me, this proves that Jaden is not a Scientologist. Because if he came out as gay, even jokingly, David Miscavige, Tom Cruise, Kirstie Alley would tackle his ass and drag him to gold base for torture. I mean, E-meter session. E-meter session. Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) 
before we go, I just want to mention the the story that uh, on Jezebel that Soraya Roberts did on Delisted and the Golden Age of Gossip Blogs. It's called Delisted's Michael K and the Disappearing Celebrity Blogger. It's a great article. Well, if like I like the title because if like Latoya Jackson, aka Le- Detective Latoya, became the new Sherlock Holmes, that would be like her first case. Yeah, that yeah, she'd be searching for the disappearing bog, blogger, <laughs> bulger, bogger too. Yeah. So if you haven't read it already and want to read it, you um, go to Jezebel and there it is. So we're also still doing our little advice column called Shit Advice. Yeah. We just keep getting serious questions. So bring on those fluffy, stupid questions. Like if you've got a dilemma about dick cheese and diarrhea caused by Taco Bell party or diarrhea caused by dick cheese. Bring them on. Yeah, we've we've proven very adept at talking about dicks of celebrities, namely Chris Pine. So now let's turn it on to you, our listener. So email us at DTP at DLIS.com, DTP at DLIS.com, and that's it for us. Bye. Bye.